Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Big Footy Podcast. We're at the business end of the season now, where all the big boys are uh, playing, and of course Adelaide. Um, <laughs> I, I guess uh, straight off the bat, to uh, to all of our listeners last week, Messenger, we owe some sort of an apology for knowing nothing about uh, Adelaide and your own team, apparently. Well, so, look, uh, and, and look, I, I'm, I'm sorry, and I'll just cast... Uh, there was a, a poster who took me to task about uh, last week's podcast, and, and I'd just like to apologise. I am sorry I don't give a shit about Adelaide's recent finals record. Zing. Fair enough. Seppo, welcome. Uh, 15 ins for Frio this week, uh, so uh, a lot of injuries, people with general soreness and stuff. Yes, it's um, perfectly timed, as I call it. The, uh, the resting last week and... Caused a bit of havoc through the uh, the ranks and even down to the uh, waffle level, um, but we're back and we're tuned up and ready to go for finals. Yeah, uh, Se- I- Seppo, we'd just like to address last week's issue because Wookie <laughs> made it very clear that he thought that what Fremantle did was a, a travesty and that, frankly, Fremantle held the game up to uh, ridicule and um, and that what what Fremantle did was a disgrace. It Would was. You like it to was indeed. Respond to that. Oh, my right to reply is obviously a free eight. We're in no position to alter the game. And in fact, Port had more at stake to tank the match to increase their draft position. So if anything, uh, Port were um, probably more at risk of bringing the game into disrepute than Freo were. But, but, but Seppo, don't you think that someone should think of the children? Oh, won't someone think of the children? I, I think you guys should have just stayed home, not flown over at all. You could have just forfeited if that was the case. You could have rested everybody. Why risk your why risk why risk your waffle players? I mean, you might need them next week. You never know. What about the fans, Wookie? What about the fans? Well, what about the fans and the and what about the, the fans and the broadcasters and everybody else involved in the AFL that this made an absolute anyway. We we're not going to do this again. What about Dwayne <laughs> Russell and Cam Mooney? You're man. a troublemaker, messenger. That's, <laughs> that's not right. I've never I've never done anything disrepute disrepute like that. <laughs> You're a troublemaker. I don't. I'm not really. Uh, Shandog, welcome. Hi, is there football still on? Well, there is. And uh, uh, was Patrick Cripps gypped in the Norwich... Well, not the Norwich Rising Star, the NAB Rising Star? I don't know how he could possibly be gypped. Uh, he won, as far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> result as expected. Well done. Well, if, if your if your uh, definition of winning is coming no, second... Stop. then No, he won. <laughs> And uh, so, some mild uh, controversy, uh, Shandog, that hasn't yet hit the media and hopefully never does, but um, uh, <laughs> Sam Doherty, not not the smartest of men today. No, he uh, is advertised um, across the interwebs on Instagram, a picture of him dressed up for their Mad Monday celebrations. As, was it Kanye? Kanye West, yeah, or Kanye West. Kanye? Can, yeah. Can, can, so uh, did have some um, quite thick... Tanning lotion on, I can only assume, to um, perhaps darken his features a little bit. But, uh, yeah, look, I hope it doesn't get um, a mountain made out of this molehill because it really doesn't seem like there was any intention for uh, to resemble the old, um, what people would call blackface type, uh, um, well, what is a racist symbol these days. So, hopefully... It just gets looked at for what it is, and and everyone just moves on with. You probably made the yeah. right move, actually, uh, deleting the Instagram post, and yeah, it's probably it's a good late, call. <laughs> screenshotted, and it's out there. Once it's on the internet, it's there forever. So yeah, I don't know who screenshotted it, but uh, yeah. who would do, do you such think a thing? That, 
If, would your would would the recent history of um, professional outrage make you think that this will go go uh, softly into the night? I'm honestly surprised there's not a Twitter furor over it already. But yeah. it, it does seem to be fairly quiet, so maybe this went unnoticed. I mean, Doherty's not exactly a high-profile player, so... Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's what's going to save him. It's, well, that, but, but any, any white man who um, paints his face black is... Um, I mean, clearly hates to... black people, but yeah, I mean... Oh, well, <laughs> therefore you know, we... But... Speaking of racism, though, uh, Seppo, it... I noticed that Frio's uh, folks are demanding that... Pe- are you, well, are expecting that Frio fans won't boo Adam Goods on the weekend... Uh, it's a funny line trotted, trotted out by uh, Ross Lyon in the press conference. He was uh, obviously just playing the straight PR bat and just saying he expects you know everyone to follow that. But you know there's always going to be, no matter how awesome you think your own fans are, you know there's going to be some silly people in the crowd that will... Uh, um, obviously, the, the variations between the Frio and the uh, the Eagles fans might be a bit different, but you know there's going to be someone stupid out there as soon as uh, Goods gets near the ball that they're... Uh, Going to make a doesn't matter if he's done anything prior to the game, but you know there's going to be some idiots out there. So let's just hope the um everyone else doesn't just follow like sheep and join in. But there'll always be an idiot out there, no matter what you try and do and examples you set. There'll be an idiot out there that does something stupid, especially well, in finals when uh, someone gets it in their head that they think it's going to make a difference. But like we've discussed in past, you, you think if he's having a shot on goal, the, the crowd's not going to sit there and applause him for you know what he's done and everything. They, they're going to do everything they can to try and put him off there. So a he's not immune to a minute's any silence while, while he takes a shot for goal, please. <laughs> Complete <laughs> silence. Yeah. It's like, it'll be like golf soon, you know. Uh, anyway, messenger Smith. Yes. What's what's the deal with Smith? Oh, I believe he's going to have a fitness test. Is he, um, he flew over and he didn't train yeah. tonight. Apparently, he flew over. He didn't train. I think. Well, I think the most generous uh, interpretation is that they're going to give him absolutely every chance to be right for the game. I expect he'll be withdrawn, and um, I would think I think Billy Hartung's one of the emergencies from memory, and um, he'll he'll play. So I'd say Smith will be out, and um, yeah, we'll see how soon we need him again. But um, I, I, it doesn't strike me as the sort of injury that you you don't miss a game for. So yeah, I don't expect him to play. Hopefully, he hasn't seen the same four or five doctors from different clubs that Cruz has seen and apparently failed fitness tests with. Yeah, that's an interesting oh, no, I one. Think, I, I think they 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 think it's probably. A, a medial strain on the very, very low end of, of the scale, but um, they have to be, especially on a ground like the Wacker, I think they have to be absolutely sure he's ready to go. And um, uh, I I think that it's probably line ball and he won't make it. Speaking... So you really are on touch with footy these days, Messenger. It's uh, Subiaco, <laughs> not the Wacker. What's that? Subiaco hasn't been the Wacker since 2000, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Cruiser, though, uh, Brisbane a little bit up in arms over the possibility that Carlton could end up with a first and second pick. Apparently asking for... Saying that they're on the same level and that Carlton should get uh, number one and three while they get two and four, apparently. Some uh, some whining coming from the Brisbane camp, in my opinion. Lads? Well, this is this is why you don't have compensation picks for free agency. Because it's a, it's a distortion uh... of the draft. You shouldn't have yeah. them. 
If he it's goes, funny, he you heard on uh, Melbourne Radio the discussion around, uh, I think it was Mark Evans that was um, having an interview and they, and they discussed the actual formula that's used to come up with the uh, compensation pick and he was very vague about it and says he actually hasn't seen it himself. And I find it funny that someone of his level hasn't actually seen the formula. It can't, sounds like the uh, missing spreadsheet that uh, was at the uh, Bombers' house. Seppo, so. I'm going to give you the tip right now. There is no spreadsheet. There is no formula. <laughs> Absolutely. Is, somebody sits there and goes, oh, yeah, about that would be right. And, and you reckon someone's is... sitting there looking at Cruiser and going, all right, compensation, how can we screw Carlton? Let's see his uh, third round pick at least. <laughs> oh, but, um, again, you're distorting the draft and, and, and this idea that you have to compensate a club for somebody they drafted seven years ago is absolutely nonsensical it's simple they you lose the player you get cap space Isn't yeah that but amazing? this is the problem is that you the, the cap space that clubs are allowed to deal with is is five percent of their total player payments allowed no. you have to play it's the 95 percent you have to pay isn't it yeah but, um, but that but that's but that's the, once you've got your list together if if let's say carlton for for the sake of the argument carlton paid 98 percent of their cap Okay, and whatever that sum is. Now, if Cruiser, if Cruiser doesn't sign with Carlton, and they had allocated an amount for him to stay on, and he doesn't stay on, then they have that amount to deal with over the off season to sign another player, or to or to give pay rises to players they've already got. It gives them the opportunity to sign that something they wouldn't yeah, have already that's, had. That's that's where the biggest problem is. They only have to get to ninety five percent. At this but particular when, point of the year, they have to be 95% in October. They have to be 95% when the season starts. But when your team is full of spuds that you need to overpay to get to 95%, it's a hindrance to the to the whole process of rebuilding a club. This is the, I'm completely in agreement that free agents shouldn't um, result, a transfer shouldn't result in a compensation pick to the team who loses them. But by that same token, then there should be no minimum cap spend for a club that's trying to rebuild and loses one of its only good players. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm I'm all in favour of there being a salary floor, so you don't have teams who are a frank who can't afford to really be in the league pay 45% of the cap. But 95% gives you nowhere to go. Why not make it 80% or 85%? So if you're running a team, kids, or if you're Brisbane, why would Brisbane be paying 95% of the amount of the cap that West Coast or or Fremantle are paying? I mean, it make it's makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, completely so, agree. Yeah. So I think the but, two just go in hand in hand a little bit. And if you if you if you're gonna do compensation you need to remove the, the, the bottom or drastically lower it in the cap. That that's sort of my take on it. There's only so well, much you can pay for spuds. Exactly. Well compensation is two things. First of all it distorts the draft. Second of all it actually distorts free agency because you you lose a free agent you get a compensation pick, and then you don't want to sign another free agent in case you lose your compensation pick. So what you're saying then is the pick that I'm getting is actually more valuable than the free agent I can sign. Mm. And well, in the case of Carlton, cheaper. this year it is. Well, it might be. It might not be. I mean, Carlton made this decision a while ago when they uh, signed Dale Thomas and lost Eddie Betts. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah, they yeah. cancelled each other out. And, didn't and get they cancelled each other out. Mm. Now, I mean, you know, you could argue that Carlton probably made a bad choice there, but they also decided that that um, 
the, the pick they were getting for Betts was worth uh, less than Thomas and they'd rather pay Thomas. And that's a, that's a fine, that's a choice you should be able to make, but most clubs won't make it because picks are like, uh, you know, picks are like you know, the most valuable thing you can have apparently. I mean, clubs clearly overvalue draft picks. And you just need to look at the disparity between um, Franklin leaving and the money that he went on from Hawthorne um, yeah. and the resultant top, the highest possible compensation pick that Hawthorne could get them was, was pick 19, according to the system that exists at the moment, where a team that is quite rightly at the bottom of the ladder loses one of its few players um, is entitled to pick two. But the, the difference between the quality of those two players, Franklin and, Clu- and Cruz, and I'm a massive Cruiser fan, is Clearly, very different. Um, no, I mean, it's James not, it's not eighteen picks worth different, though. You know what I mean? No. Well, Melbourne got pick three for losing James Frawley, and that was overs. Yeah, I think everyone knows that. I mean, but but in the in the in the compensation pick game, they're equivalent picks because they're they're first round picks. I mean, yeah. So the whole the whole thing needs to get sorted out. There, there needs to be a much better way of um, deciding what a, a pick a player is worth as compensation, or just scrap the whole damn thing. I'm trying to work out what Hawthorne did with that pick. I have a feeling they might have even traded that compensation pick. That's how that's how good it was. Uh, whatever, let's just trade it. <laughs> I think they might have traded. I think it might have ended up being part of the um, the McAvoy trade or something. No, that's not right. That's and the interesting thing about what happens with that buddy compensation pick, it was based on the length of salary and the money. Now, if you know, it's all in hindsight, but if Buddy doesn't last, you know, with his condition at Sydney, hmm. and you know, something changes. Is is the value of that pick, you know, different in in hindsight? Like when you go back and look in retrospect of what clubs have actually got for where the player has actually gone in the future, it just doesn't seem right that they base it so much on you know the length of contract and the money and all these things that go into the formula to decide that that's the pick they get. Yeah, yeah. Hindsight recruiting those is kind of tough like that. Yeah. Mm. You make the decision, you live with it, I suppose. You, 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 you're picking the player with. I mean, you, you're you're doing it essentially on on what they've done and what you think that they can do based on what they've done. But I mean, who knows? But how what, has Cruiser come into that? Like, what's he done for the last three years? Not much. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you could say. I mean, he's been injured for how many games has he played in the last three years? Rookie, you'd probably know. What's he missed? Yeah, one hand. He's missed more uh, than he's played, surely. A dozen. This year and two or three over the last two years before his yeah. injuries, yeah. So that that yeah, and this is why I think you just got to you got to get rid of it. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about it on the forums, and there's been a lot of highly elaborate formulas and taking picks from the team that gains the player, which has some merit. But but ultimately, you know, if you're going to have free agency, then then have free agency. Just open it up. You know. I reckon they just look at the official player ratings and then just do a same system as what the, uh, the the draft pick things are worth. If a player is ranked 200, then you get uh, picked between 25 and 30. No, no, but no, no, don't do anything. No, just make it simple. You don't, you don't need. There doesn't need to be a compensation pick. Well, what are people well, going to talk about? Well, what's the rationale for compensation? You've had... I don't know. My mother, you get her to work, you get the compensation. You picked a guy. You picked a guy in the last decade, right? With a pick that you had, he was in your service for seven or eight years. You paid him a wage based on what he could do, 
And at the end of it, he says, I don't want to work for you anymore. I want to work for someone else. Because someone else is offering me $600,000 a year for four years. Sure. But that's that's the way. Yeah. Isn't that what happens in, in, in working life? Yeah. And you that's know? the game. You're yeah. worth more to someone else and, and off you go. Mm. Yep. But this idea that clubs have to get a second bite of the cherry because yeah, they I think didn't it's absolutely the, ridiculous. They didn't it's, have the it's horses totally to stupid. keep them in the first place. Yeah. Unnecessary, and I really look forward to pick two. Thank you very much, AFL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move along. I wanted to try and get a quick podcast out tonight, if we can. Not a not an overly lengthy one. Just noting that Cameron McCarthy has apparently just been reported as requesting a trade to Fremantle from or WA. Oh. He hasn't said Fremantle, but we're probably in the box Sorry, to yeah, get his services. Sorry, for reasons. Another West Australian looking to come home. We will shortly take Mr. Sunshine. <laughs> so, so this is the point. So, hang on. This is McCarthy. This is Trelaw. Apparently, we're into Plowman and Tomlinson. Right. So, this is where your chickens come home to roost. Because last year, the Giants and I would criticise this, and, every, and I think some people openly poo-pooed me. They they caved in last last uh, off season. Tom Boyd said, "I don't like it here. I want to go." Yep. And they just said, "Oh, okay." It's time for football clubs to show a bit of backbone with this. This is only the in... second player, though. Well, Trelaw's the other one. Really? What yeah, about Dom it. Tyson and Taylor Adams? And I'm talking this Jonathan year. O'Rourke? Every club, yeah, they... every, every club They've has got... players leave. Yeah, but the Giants have got them falling out of the trees, and they, they've but had they a had decent to, season. They had an increased list; they had to cut yeah, down. Sure, but yeah, but they're not. This is Cam McCarthy. I mean, these are best twenty-two guys. Trelaw might be end up being one of the best ten guys in the AFL. You know, and and they they've built it, something, and they can't keep them. And and but they know, they know that the Giants will let them go. They won't say no, no, you're staying, or you know. They'll, they'll let him go. Mm, I don't know. They will probably pull out a calculator and work out there's some type of compensation for their <laughs> love child losing all this. They'll, they'll work out something that balances it out. Interesting that uh, Gold Coast are losing Josh Hall, one of their rookies. Uh, he's transferring to the NRL's Penrith Panthers. Uh, apparently grew up playing rugby league, so they're claiming that they've got one back now. It's uh, great. Great for them. Who's good. Josh Hall? <laughs> that's that's what I asked. I had to look him up. <laughs> but uh, so fun stuff. Um, Jake Carlisle has officially requested a trade uh, to go along with other people who have requested trades, like Lockie Henderson, um, who um, is apparently being made fun of at Carlton now. Shandon. Oh, that was gold. They recently they've been doing a um, a segment uh, once every week or two uh, discussions with Dylan. It's got Dylan Buckley on the couch. Um, trying to be funny with another player for a few minutes, asking them pretend questions off a phone. And, and this week uh, with Cameron Wood, the, the, uh, the question was uh, from Lockie from Geelong. Hey, Cam Wood, you've, you've played with three different teams now and I'm about to play with my third team. How do you, how do you deal with that or something along those lines? <laughs> um, that was a massive burn and it, uh, I did not expect that and uh, had quite a chortle at it. It was very mm. good. Uh, Charlie Dixon has requested a trade from Gold Coast. Uh, to, he has specifically requested Port Adelaide. That's a horrible loss for Gold Coast, isn't it? 
Well, he's a Queensland boy as well, so it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a surprise for him. Um, this goes along. They, they've delisted or retired about eight other players as well at the same time. Uh, some through injury. Timmy Sumner earlier in the year for personal reasons. Uh, Harley Bennell's been traded because he's an idiot. Uh, and three others have just been delisted through their rookies. So, and, and the interesting thing about Harley Bennell is a little birdie tells me that the Gold Coast have been actively were actively shopping him already before they'd even like told him. Mm. They're trying to create a market for him. Um, Craig Lambert has been appointed, gone from GWS's uh, player welfare manager to uh, Brisbane's strategy and retention officer. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't make that up. AKA first mate of the Titanic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carlton have a lot. Well, Carlton have more or less decided to fire David Butterfin, uh, Malthouse's high performance manager, and Dean Laidley has also gone from the Blues. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was a big surprise, actually. So, uh, obviously, maybe Bolton making some calls on who he wants on his staff there. Lenny Hayes is in at GWS uh, as an assistant coach. Obviously, Craig Lambert has left there. And Tyson Edwards has been sacked as Port Adelaide's forward coach. Well, his contract hasn't been renewed. Same thing. And that, that's uh, Matthew Innes is now the Western Bulldogs' physical performance manager. So, Oh, Former red-headed fast bowler. Indeed. Maybe. I don't know. No, it is him. Yep. Played for Victoria yeah. in WA. Yep. Yep. Sounds right. So, uh, some big news there. They've also re-signed their recruiting managers and other people, but I don't really care about re-signings. I care about oh, people being Did you say Carlton fine. have a recruiting manager? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I assume we a, do. Uh, um, you're, the only requisite is that you can play darts. <laughs> and wear a blindfold. You don't have to be good at it either. No. Yes. <laughs> All right, so on to this week's games, guys. We, let's knock this out of the park early. Uh, Friday, tomorrow night at 20 past six in WA, 8.20 in Victoria at Domain Stadium. Hawthorne will play West Coast in the second uh, qualifying final. Uh, obviously, this is second v third. And uh, the odds are in West Coast favourite two dollars five to Hawthorne a dollar eighty. Yeah, apparently so. Hawthorne a favourite? No, I said West Coast are favourites. I said the odds are you with said West. Said two hundred five. Well, actually, yeah. Okay, the odds are with Hawthorne apparently. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I thought Hawthorne were the Look, slight favourites to go in. They're probably rightly so. I think. I know really? as much about betting as I know about when the Crows finals are on. So. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. Um, <laughs> 21 degrees with showers increasing. As mentioned earlier, uh, Smith has gone over there. He hasn't uh, trained today. so I, I'd just like to also make the announcement that Hawthorne will be wearing the Power Rangers. <laughs> That's right. They did, a, they did actually ask if they could wear the traditional jumper, and the AFL said no. It's funny, the clash, because obviously Eagles have a bit of yellow in there and the small bit of yellow in the traditional Hawks. What was their clash strip? Predominantly, was it the white shorts with the yellow and brown top? Who knows? But I remember watching Hawthorne play Collingwood back in the day on a black and white TV, and it never bothered me in the slightest. So I think if, if, they, if they really think that Hawthorne and West Coast have a clash, then that's, 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 a, that's ridiculous, and I hate 
I hate that Power Rangers jumper with the fire of a thousand suns. Well, awesome. So go out and buy the Power Rangers jumper. <laughs> and I'm going to order five of them for no reason and just like post them to Messenger's house. You should do that. In fact, why don't you do, if you want to really upset me, why don't you buy the, um, the blue and gold diamonds one? From the, from the, and send that to me because that's, I'll, a, that's wrap a collector's it. item I'll wrap it in the Carlton loose strong jumper uh, yes. in, in the Mick Malthouse um, Star the Wars M&M Blue. no no I mean the Lance Armstrong loose strong jumper the yellow one <laughs> <laughs> that he posed uh, there was a picture of him and Fev in the paper wearing this yellow jump oh, anyway we only wore it for yes. one match uh, the ins for West Coast Will, Sco- uh, Will Schofield and Scott Selwood coming in for Chris Mazden who has a hamstring injury and Jackson Nelson who has been omitted for Hawthorne uh, Luke Hodge the drunk has come in Cyril Rioli and Luke Bruce will join him uh, out Daniel Howe has been omitted James Sicily has been omitted and Angus Litherland has also been omitted uh, Messenger, what, yes. are we, what are we looking at here? We're looking at a pretty solid team. They haven't got too... Other than Smith, they haven't got too many injury worries. Um, Segler was perhaps the interesting one because um, McAvoy is a little bit earthbound and um, he's probably going to spend spend most of the evening with Nick Nadenui's uh, knee in his chest. But... Um, their biggest challenge is stopping the, the key forwards from the West Coast. Maston certainly um, being out helps us enormously, although uh, I think we might be able to cover for Smith a little better than they can cover for Maston. Mm. But it's going to be a really good game. West Coast are a very good side, and I say this as a very late convert to the Eagles being a good team. Um but, uh, yeah, it could be the biggest challenge of the of the finals is actually beating West Coast in Perth. So, Hawks uh, haven't been to Subiaco since round 2, 2013. Uh, when that, they... uh, as a, for a final? Uh, for any game, I think. No, they were played Hawks late last year, so it must be just against the Eagles. No, uh, but they didn't play them at Subiaco. Who, Hawthorne? Yeah, unless they played in the final last year, did they? We played them about six weeks ago at Subiaco. Did you? Because it's not yes, on the we AFL did. website. And, yeah, and we won. last game, 2014. Oh, shit. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, I'm an idiot. Again, see, no nothing. Well, we haven't played a <laughs> final there in quite No long, nothing. And not only that, I can't read either, apparently. Um, guys, who's going to win this? Uh, obviously, Message is going to say Hawthorne. I'm a little afeared, to be honest. I'm a little afeared of this one. Good. I'm going to say be. Hawks by small margin. Hawks, Hawks 30, by small 40, margin, Chandog. Uh, I think Hawks will get up by a few goals. Mm. Seppo? Hawks by four. Mm-hmm. I'm going for free. Oh, I'm going for Frio. <laughs> Jeez, I'm on fire. I'm going for West Coast. You know why? Because. You're a mean bastard. Oh, Jesus. But I hate West Coast because my entire family are West Coast supporters. And just. Uh, I'm, I'm really in a bind on this one. I think Hawthorne will win, though. So. I'm surprised at the number of people who think Hawthorne will win. Well, I think you will, and the bookies think you will, apparently. Yeah, but the bookies, it's a lot of people, optimistic Hawthorne people backing Hawthorne. <laughs> I don't know that the bookies think anything of the sort. All right, on to the second game, uh, which is also at uh, Subiaco on the Saturday. Uh, nice afternoon game there for you, uh, Seppo. Uh, 18 and showers, though, so... 
my favourite. even hail expected. Yes, it's, it's, the apocalypse is coming, so uh, the Swans might win in Perth. Um, uh, where are we? Where are the odds? The odds in favour of Frio, some chronic $1.33. The Swans at $3.40. The ins for Fremantle. <laughs> Just can we just before we start the end, anybody who wants to get a cup of tea, I'd go <laughs> I'll go through them quickly. We're bringing in Pavlich, McFarlane, Sanderlands, Johnson, Mundy, Spur, Dawson, Pierce, Ballantyne Hill, Maine, Walters, Suckliffe, and Fife. And I just worked out before that's a total of two thousand three hundred and seventy games experience. And out goes Duffield, Pierce, Mzungu, Hannath, Duffy, Crozier, Ballard, Smith, Langdon, Pierce, Blakely, Weller, Gray, and Hughes. Mm. Uh, Stephen Hill apparently playing his 150th as well as Ibbotson and Ibbotson also playing his 150th not a bad uh, not a bad way to do that uh, Jared McVeigh and Ben McGlynn in for Sydney Lance Franklin out with a surprise uh, epilepsy issue there Mess um, surprise to me too but we hope he gets better apparently a surprise to everyone yes uh, and Kieran Jack uh, has a knee problem that is going to keep him out this week as well Seppo, what are we expecting, Matt? Oh, we're expecting a lot of rain. <laughs> Obviously, there's <laughs> hail expected, and it's amazing the turnaround. I don't know what the ground's going to be like. Obviously, with the game the night before, and I think the, the grounds will obviously have about 12 hours to turn it around ready for the uh, the game. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how it comes up, um, especially if there's going to be a bit of rain around. But I think Freo have done the smart thing, resting up, and you think if it was a dry day, it would have suited more with the rest, and Swans having to come across. Um, from the week before, but um, obviously the the amount of ins just looks so strong and a rest at this time of year is just so invaluable. So you think with all this work they've done this year and just, you know, for losing that many, three of the last four games, anyone would think on a form line, if you haven't actually uh, watched Frio this year, you'd, you'd think they're no chance, but it's amazing what, you know, we've, we've done and bringing people back and just getting them cherry ripe at this time of year is uh, done for it. And like I said, the odds before $1.33 to three forty says... One thing's mm. going to happen. It's not their first meeting in a final at uh, Subiaco. They had 2013, the second preliminary final. Boston uh, first grand final, the win over them. Mm, Fremantle uh, won by 15 points last time these sides met in a final at Subiaco. They did, of course, play earlier this year in round four, where the margin was similar and low scoring, 14 points to the Dockers. Uh, guys, who do we think is going to win this can I, before we say that, Seppo, I just want to ask a question. I mean, for all, it might, this might seem a silly question, but for all those outs, anybody stiff to miss out? Um, not really. Probably Mzungu, maybe, but he's listed as emergency and could possibly come in. But there's no question on any of the ins. It's more or so, a lot of people on the Freo build have been talking about the, uh, it's almost like a forced um, selection of Zach Clark, who got dropped. Griffin's been doing a pretty good job and he's managed to stay back in from all the changes we had last week and people are a bit confused but we've been going with the sanderlands clark combo for quite a while so a bit stiff but I think Griffin came out with um before last week with a injury so that's probably the only odd selection but on paper this would have to be our strongest side we've played all year because we obviously had Dawson and Johnson missing earlier in the year and Valentine was there and not there, so at this stage, we've probably got the strongest paper we've had, not strongest side on paper all year. Mm. Game's pretty much sold out as well, if you're wondering. The last tickets were released uh, earlier this afternoon. 
Uh, who's going to win, Goss? Uh, Frio by a big one. Really? Yeah. yeah. Unless it pours down on, on the day as well, it, I think it is they'll get pour up down by, on the day. <laughs> there is clear. absolutely no chance we're going to smash them out of the water. You can guarantee, even though it's wet, it's going to be a small margin. But if we do get anything over a, it's usually a 30-point lead. It's almost to script that you'll see us park the bus and chip it around and maintain and get the job done. So I don't expect Freo win by any more than 35 points. Miss? I would say, I reckon Parker and Jack being out for the Swans is a massive issue. Um, I think Fremantle by plenty. Plenty. Mm. I reckon the Swans are big trouble in this one. Yeah, I, th- I think Freo. Plenty for Freo's 25 these days, Messi. What are you talking about? Well, if it was dry, if it was dry, I'd say they they I'd say ten goals. They're that much wow. better than Sydney. Are in Sydney's form? Look, they've improved. They haven't played anybody in about a month, and Fremantle are in very good form. I, I just think there's a gulf between these two. Gulf. I think if there's any uh, justice in the world, and the football gods have a say in this, Fremantle will get creamed. <laughs> but I've learnt that the football gods are fickle, and so uh, Fremantle will probably win this by four or five goals. Fickle like a Carlton recruiting officer. Yes, <laughs> could could well be. Uh, on to the next game, and it's Saturday night at the MCG, uh, to the disappointment of many Bulldogs supporters for some reason. Uh, but it's the Western Bulldogs versus the Adelaide Crows in uh, what is apparently going to be 21 degrees and cloudy. Uh, okay. in... have, have the Adelaide Crows ever played in any finals before? I don't know. I... Yeah, I think they've probably never played in a final I'm, before. I'm pleading the fifth. 92? <laughs> it's... Oddly enough, the Crows are favourites here. <laughs> um, well, I think oddly enough anyway, but the Crows are favourites here at $1.88 over the Dogs are $1.96, even though the game's in Melbourne. And the Bulldogs have been in some good form, although they did it's lose the last week. If this was at the Etihad, Bulldogs would be comfortable favourites. Mm-hmm. In for the Bulldogs, Dale Morris, Robert Murphy, Matthew Boyd, Will Minson, uh, playing for the first time in a while, I think, and Lynn Jong out, Jordan Roughhead with a foot injury, Jason Johannesson uh, with a calf injury, Lucas Webb has been admitted, Brett Goods and Zane Cordy also admitted, Jake Stringer will play his 50th game. Liam Pickin will play his 150th. For Adelaide, Kyle Cheney, David McKay have all been named. And uh, out, Jake Lever and Jared Lyon. So... That is a shocking... Please, God. ...putting Midson back. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, it's been speculated that they're going to be short on Ruckman uh, because they, they haven't really used uh, a, a specialist Ruckman and no Jordan Roughhead I think leaves him a little bit short too so uh, Minson it is I just really hope the Bulldogs win because if the Crows win there'll be no living in Adelaide you yeah. just uh, I'll have to walk around oh. with blindfold and earmuffs on tell me about it sorry did you say living in Adelaide <laughs> oh, yeah. hey hey it's yeah. difficult enough in the radio <laughs> <laughs> No, look, I'm 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 hoping for an Adelaide uh, loss here. In fact, I'm hoping Adelaide gets smashed. To be honest, because that'll shut no. And, and I think too, the thing that'll that'll play against Adelaide is the fact that they've never been in a final before. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, any of them. <laughs> or, or, or whenever their final was, it was so long ago. We are going to get so get abused for this. Um, but... <laughs> I, I tell you. I tell you, the only thing I remember about the 2007 elimination is two things I remember about the 2007 elimination final. One, that Buddy kicked the final goal that won the game. And two, that on the Triple M call, James Brayshaw insisted on referring to Jason Tawney as Horny Tawney for the entire match. <laughs> that is what I remember of the game. <laughs> All right, guys, who's going to win this one? I'm going to say Bulldogs for the good news story this year. I think they've... Um come really far out probably no no one predicted their their rise this far and i think adelaide have done quite well to be the where they are after the um circumstances this year but I, i'd love to see the bulldogs win uh, and yeah i think for the side they've been playing all year it, it's amazing they are where they are so i just hope they can continue their great run of form and to uh, honor our uh, mate mike is usually on here i think they uh they need to get up for this one. So Bulldogs by five for me. Mm. Seppo? That was me. Sorry. <laughs> Shandog. Shandog. Um, unfortunately, I think the uh, Crows might actually get up. I think they've been playing very good football lately. Um, Bulldogs still quite young and inexperienced. Uh, if it's a nice day, it'll suit Adelaide. Um, to, to sort of match it with the speed of, of the Bulldogs game. And, and I think they'll just come through with a bit more um, class up forward. Crow, Crows did lose to Carlton on the MCG earlier this year. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yes, this is a fair point. I mean, so basically what you're telling me is that Carlton should be playing the Bulldogs. That's, that's right. We should just... <laughs> I'm just saying that, uh, <laughs> you know, Adelaide's record on the MCG this year, not fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, might might, might have been their only game on the MCG there. this year. They do have a better midfield. When you look at Adelaide, if they've got Jacobs, Thompson, Sloan, Dangerfield, it probably stacks up better than guys like Wallace and McRae and other guys from the Bulldogs running through the mm. midfield. Mess, mm. who's winning? Um, dogs. Yeah, well, dogs. By now, I don't think anyone and, would expect you to and, say and Adelaide. The only thing too, it'll be convenient because it then Patrick Dangerfield will be able to drive from his last game in for Adelaide. <laughs> Straight to continue. Park. Uh, yeah. The last game of this week's finals, and it's Richmond and North Melbourne. If you believe Richmond supporters, there are apparently going to be 98,000 of them at the MCG on Sunday. And, yes. This will be a good test. This will be a good test for a lot of the advocates of the Big Four. Because as we know, on the big footy, the big four, uh, <laughs> Carlton, Essen and Collingwood, and Richmond, who are the sleeping giant, and they're in the big four. So, <laughs> big four, let's see if you can show up and show us. G- going to be a nice big day. Four, you really are. I'm, I'm going to interrupt your little rant. <laughs> I think there should be 147,000 people there. Yeah, I, I think OH&S might have something to say about that. Also, the way the seating's align these days, too. Uh, 24 degrees and partly cloudy Sunday afternoon at the uh, MCG. I'm glad to see the AFL have uh, finally corrected their uh, weather department reports, and it's not just 18 degrees and sunny for every single game. Yeah, I think they started doing that a couple of weeks ago. I like to think I played a part in that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe the email I sent. Uh, this year, last time North Melbourne played Richmond was at um, was in Tasmania, oddly enough. Um, 
Well, sorry. What about last week? They played last week, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> That's are, it. I'm retiring. Are. If you would like a job on the Big Footy Podcast, send us an email to support at bigfooty.com. <laughs> It's, it's, you're taking the heat for me this way, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, until they listen to the podcast and hear what you had to say about Adelaide. Uh, you need to throw your footy record from 1999 out. We'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Richmond uh, heavily favoured here at $1.60 over North Melbourne at $2.35. Uh, at least I think that's right. I could be reading that wrong too. Uh, obviously, last week, uh, Richmond getting over a somewhat depleted North Melbourne who may or may not have tanked uh, that game. Uh, in for Richmond, Ben Griffiths, Reese Conker, Stephen Morris. No outs as yet uh, for North Melbourne. Several ins and several outs. Michael Ferrito, Scott Thompson, Sam Wright, Nick Del Santo, Sean Higgins, Jad Waite, Todd Goldstein, Andrew Swallow, Ben Cunningham, uh, Cunnington, and Lindsay Thomas, while there are a stack of people that don't matter that have been eliminated. Um... Guys, what do we think? I think uh, Richmond is going to get up, but I really hope North beat them because I'm sick of the Richmond flogs on the carbon boards saying that they'll give a fourth rounder and a packet of chips for Chris Yaron. Get stuffed, all year. You're going to lose this final. Yep. We'll I'm, I'm with you, Shandog. I, I think Richmond will win. My head says that, but my heart says I want Richmond to lose. <laughs> Just restored oh, natural we'll flavor chips for Chris Yaron, by the way. Would you get salt and vinegar? Uh, they'd be bad. No, they were doing like bacon balls. You know, the rubbish stuff. No, bacon balls. You got a nice like um, Red Rock Deli chip. That'd be good. Yeah. Sweet or green waves or the lime or one. You know? The lime ones, they're nice. But anyway, North Melbourne have loaded up on a lot of experienced talent on the basis that they were ready or ready to challenge. And the the deft recruitment of Sean Higgins has launched them from fourth all the way up to eighth. Um, they have a lot at stake <laughs> this weekend because they could be um, out um, if they if they go down here, which is stating the bloody obvious in elimination final. And please don't write to me on the boards about this. But um, I I think Richmond. I think Richmond are probably the better team. Although I'm not sure that their bottom six is all that great, but um, I the North Melbourne, the three talls and the forward line, I, I just I'm not a believer in that. I think it looks slow and cumbersome. But um, I tend to think Richmond, not by much, will be a close one. But I, I tend to think the Tigers to win their first final since um, 2001. Probably looking back 1928. Ah, they beat the Blues in 2001. I know that. What's what's that? They beat the Blues in 2001. In a final? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So they've played finals more recently than Adelaide? Well, I think they played in 2013 anyway, so... Because they played Carlton and they lost. Well, there you go. So... At least I know that too. You know that, great. Yeah. See, I'm torn on I'm torn on this game because North Melbourne obviously featuring Jared Waite, who you know is a traitor to the Carlton cause, and uh, then again Richmond, who I hate more than pretty much any other team except Collingwood. So I, I'm going for North to win this because a it would have just amused me immensely for Richmond not to make it past week one, 
and uh, I think North can pull this off. So North well, by. I just have t- two things to say. First of all, you've forgotten the you, the standard, the compulsory quote when you talk about Jared Waite. We have to refer to him as the Shane Watson of Australian football. <laughs> and second of all, I think it's important to recognise that whichever team loses, they will be fulfilling their destiny this weekend. <laughs> How can they both lose? Is this possible? <laughs> no, but if they lose, you would say, oh, well, that's so Richmond. And if North Melbourne lose, you say, well, lol North. Well, that's pretty much true. Either way, there's going to be an amusement. And if you're trying to log into Big Footy on Sunday night, <laughs> good luck. I, 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 I may or may not moderate that game thread on Sunday. I might just look at it and say, nah, I'll come back in a few hours. Yeah, Have that you. Chief, I'm taking the day yes. off Sunday. Yes. Might need to upgrade those hamsters running the servers. We're going we're gonna to leave it all up to forward press to moderate on the weekend. So. <laughs> anyway. And a, and, a, and a big hello to forward press. Oh, yeah, we love forward press. He's a great guy. Fantastic humanitarian. Um, that's the weekend's rounds, guys. What are we expecting week two to look like? Well, the loser of West Coast and Hawthorne will play the winner of Bulldogs and Adelaide. Is that correct? I believe so. Right. Yes. Yes. So, um, that'll be you guys. Hopefully. Melbourne final? Well, that would be a Melbourne final, yes, but... I'm hoping not. I'm hoping we'll have the week off. Yeah, just, we I, will see. I think, well, obviously, I've predicted Hawthorne to win, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm yes. I say, well, it's a final, and I'm concerned, and we'll see. Sepper, I think you guys will have the week off. Yep, yeah, providing we do, it'll be interesting. Really, I'm going to take interest in the game tomorrow night because if West Coast do lose and Hawthorne win, puts West Coast on, on our side of the draw if we do get that home prelim, which will be uh, quite interesting because a lot of people expecting a Derby Grand Final, expecting the West Coast to go through, but if they do end up, it sort of gets rid of our home advantage for mm. that home I prelim. I think what we might have to do too is just work up, Wookie, a list of things to do if there is a Derby Grand Final. <laughs> like... <laughs> Because watching the grand final will be unlikely to be one of them. Yeah, that's true. Um, Although Seppo will be there to watch um, Nat Fife's uh, flowing locks glisten in the sun. Indeed. And we'll let. Sweat dripping down his thighs. I think next week we're going to be faced with a final in Sydney and a final in Melbourne. Swans and North, Bulldogs, Hawthorne, Um, or Hawthorne, Adelaide. Or Sydney and North, uh, Sydney and Richmond. Either way, um, and that'll that'll shape up a fun week three where both team, whoever wins those, has to go back to Perth anyway. Yes, yes. So fun stuff. Perth in three weeks. I wouldn't want to be playing this final series. It's about the only time it'll ever be the centre of the universe, won't it? Well, and it just and they've still got such a shit stadium to play. In. <laughs> Yes. Hello Perth, how you doing? <laughs> and a big hello to Perth. Anyway, Seppo wants to go and do the Frio podcast, which I encourage you all to listen to this week. Uh, if you're interested in things Frio or you love Seppo, either way. Um, <laughs> oh. I don't know, there might be people out there that like the sound of Seppo's voice. Um, I don't know who those people are. but <laughs> you know. So Seppo, thanks very much for coming on, Matt. 
No worries. Always a pleasure to be on, and I'll speak to you guys next week. And uh, thank you very much, Shandog, for coming on. No problem at all. Cheers, guys. And Mess, thanks again for coming on. We'll see you next week. It's a pleasure, and just like to say a big thank you to the people of Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that'll be it from me um, I'm the Wookie um, I'm actually in Adelaide don't hunt me down um, no yes yes. my na- my real name is Shannon no it's not my, my real name is not Shannon it's uh, something else uh, but Christina uh, Christina <laughs> We'll see you all uh, on the forums, guys, while they're up and, until the meltdown on Sunday. Fantastic.